it is January 2015, and this is Feature Creep. I'm Jay. I'm Jeremy. I'm Alex. And Calvin, I guess. And Calvin, I guess. And uh, this is our first ever episode. Uh, I have no idea how it's going to go. What are you guys feeling? It's going to go terribly. It's the best thing. Because we totally didn't just record it before this. No, we didn't. So, no, so in this podcast, we're all working on video games, and we go through the progress on that, and then we uh, talk about pizza some and uh, boats or something. Anyone got, <laughs> yeah. a, be- got a better summary? And like, don't go to college. And don't, yeah, don't think, go to college. I think we talked about that. We discourage pizza. higher education. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, after the. Audio, you're gonna hear us talk about our games. That sucks. We gotta just redo it. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. Just leave it just like that. Feature creep. want to start then and talk about yourselves and what you're working on i guess yeah calvin go ahead you start you're good at this oh okay so talk about yourself calvin that's me and alex that's me and we are (laughs) with a company that we made called robot loves kitty yes Uh, we make companies that's what we do that's what we do (laughs) the thing that we like to do is make video games yes and we made some. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're real good at this. Thanks for saying <laughs> that. Oh, uh, we, we're... I haven't heard of that before. Um, what? A video game? No, yeah, what? Wow. Yeah, well, oh, so few people know. So you know That's games, awesome. right? Well, I know about the Nintendo box. Okay. Yeah. So this is like games with video. It's like the Nintendo box. But no, no, best. yeah, I've seen that <laughs> on the TV, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. It's like that. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made Legend of Dungeon, which is a roguelike beat em up. We made other games before that, but Legend of Dungeon is probably the only one anyone would have heard of. I've heard of that. Yeah, I remember it go- doing the Kickstarter promotion circuit back in the day when it was on Kickstarter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was almost, yeah, that was just over two years ago now. Wow. Yeah, it's old. Uh, we released it last year, and we're currently working on an update for it that gives it Oculus VR mode. It and, may or may not be finished at this point. And, like, we've got a whole bunch of new content. And we're also working on a game called Upsilon Circuit, yeah. which, which is going to be crazy cool. Can you describe yeah. that one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that takes, like, the whole show. Uh, yeah, might. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> It's. Do we have like a good quick summary? Maybe I have it. I have it. So it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a online RPG, action RPG, but with only one server, uh, and only eight people in the whole world can ever play at once. Uh, and when one of those eight people dies, they can never play the game again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it broadcasts out to a live stream audience and. Uh, when someone dies, someone from the audience is selected to come in and have their one shot at playing the game. Yes. That's the best way to describe it. That is super cool. And I think I read somewhere that the audience has can interfere in ways a little bit. Yes, there's all yeah. kinds of other like crazy details and weirdness. Yeah, but that's the quickest it's, it's way to It's got describe. some, I guess, the running man sort of Hunger Games style interaction as well as some other stuff too. Uh, the way we sort of decided to describe it as that the audience gets to be the uh, dungeon master strategist and judge and jury, because right. <laughs> if you don't like the person, then you're not going to help them and try to kill them. Cause you can do that too. Yeah. That is like really exciting. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. That, I'm not so. kidding. That's it's really cool. <laughs> that's actually, that's one of the main motivations is making a game to watch. Like, for yeah. us, that's why we want to make it. Watching people stream Legend of Dungeon, and then we were like, "What if it was more? What if <laughs> Dungeon was just for streaming?" Watching a Twitch stream of your game is going to be super meta and weird. Yes, <laughs> correct. Right, they'll be streaming already, and then they'll, yeah, yeah. How many streams can we get away with? Many. We can have like streams streaming the stream. I'm stream our reactions to the game. <laughs> 
Well, that's cool. How long have you guys been working on it? Uh, we came up with the idea almost exactly a year ago. Like no. last Christmas was when we really oh, solidified right. the idea. I told I told the idea to like your brothers, mm-hmm. and they were like, "That's stupid." <laughs> yeah, well, and I brother. was like, "My was brothers like, are stupid." Yeah, we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, that's what we do. No, nah, that's exciting sounding to me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully it works. It's kind of super duper ambitious. It is. Wow, that's pretty cool. So it's sort of terrifying. We're like pretty much constantly stressed out. No. And excited at the same time. <laughs> it's a weird mix. But um, my my favorite criticism is typically when people just say that's stupid, and then they just. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like this blanket statement that you can't get anything from and you're just like, oh no, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> just feel bad about it for a my while. My right? favorite one in terms of my own games is that's weird or that's interesting. I especially hate interesting <laughs> because at least stupid ha- is telling you that they don't like it. But interesting is a very neutral term. Yeah, though I feel most of the time it's like, I don't like it, but I don't know how to tell you that. So I'll just say it's interesting. (laughs) I've said that to people before. Oh, Calvin. I I had to. You're a bad person. Otherwise, it was going to be really mean. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Though not every, thinking about it, not every time I say that's interesting. Right. Am I being mean, though? So, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess Jeremy's next. Oh, okay. Do you have cool. a company name thing? I forgot. Uh, yeah, tentatively it's lowercase games. That's what I'm going with. Um, I'm in the process of getting everything formed right now. So I'm going through contracts with people that are interested in helping me and working with me. Um, I've been working on this game, Dinosaur, that had a Kickstarter and uh, it didn't end up going the way that I planned, but I decided to keep going. Uh, some people have been interested in what I'm doing. Uh, so they've uh, wanted to uh, help me uh, finish up, help me get the game done. So uh, I'm in the process of going through all the uh, fun, uh, I guess, contracts and things. And meanwhile, making art and uh, helping do some code for the game. Uh, with uh, Thomas Finch, who is working on a, I always say this wrong, uh, Ethereal? Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, I, should, I should definitely know how to say it by now. But, I uh, used to say that engine? wrong, too. Is that yeah. an engine? No, it's, mean- a, it's, a, it's a game a uh, guy from Kickstarter is working on. Uh, we both kind of met through projects that we've been working on that didn't quite pan out. Um, so he was like head on code in that game and I was head doing art and we just kind of pulled together our resources and we've been working together since. Awesome. Uh, Neat. Tell us a little bit about Dinosaur. Dinosaur is a crazy little platforming game about a dinosaur named Chompy who uh, decides to, well, a paper, a newspaper lands on his lap one day uh, and, uh, he reads it and finds out that there's an asteroid that's going to come and destroy his planet. But he's the only one who knows because no one else reads newspapers but him. And uh, he goes to try and uh, stop the asteroid by finding a, a legendary sword to cut the asteroid in half. That's the long and short of it. There's that sounds a- totally logical. <laughs> I love it. Of course. That's what happens. What but, genre? Um, like a platformer or- it's a platformer, yeah. It's a platformer with uh, definite NES leanings. I grew up kind of during that, so um, I don't know. There's a certain uh, appeal. Uh, that and, like, shareware games. My parents owned, like, a uh, print shop growing up, and uh, I would pretty much break their uh, IBM uh, 386 <laughs> on a weekly basis trying to upload shareware games to it. Because they were so buggy, so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of influence from that too. Sweet, but uh, like a podgy or how do you say that? Uh, crap, I'm thinking of like Hocus Pocus and those like weird. Oh yeah. Um, kind of not I, very polished shareware games. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, 
before like the whole Unreal thing, like Epic Mega Games. Yeah, Epic yeah, Mega like, Games. The Same Jill vibe. the Jungle and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, Jill that the was... Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> that was me when I was a little kid playing that game and playing yeah. like Jazz Jackrabbit and all these bizarre. Yeah, Jazz yeah, Jackrabbit Jack and Jack like Rabbit. the first two Nukem's. Commander Keen. Yeah. yeah, Commander Keen, of course. So there's a lot of inspiration from those games and what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I guess hmm, I don't know if I explained it terribly well as far as the premise. Well, I guess the premise is explained, but not like the gameplay. Um, I guess the way that I'm trying to set it up is every time that uh, Chompy receives an item, it completely kind of changes how you decide to play the game. Mm. so you kind of approach it differently every time cool. and then like realize after you get a certain item you're like oh wait i need to go back to that one spot because it the, what i have now would make sense it's it's all planned out so that everything that you get can be used everywhere that you end up red so but it's like, like it's like an open world type thing not like a levels setup it has levels but it's meant to be like um Oh man, it's it's difficult to explain. You can obviously you can move forward without having the items, but there are things that as you move along, you're like, oh wait, like oh, so you'd have to replay it. Or yeah, you can go back into different spots and like okay. yeah, it's it's uh, I guess it's harder to explain. I'll have to work on that, <laughs> but that's generally it. It's about exploration. Um, not everything that you fight or that you. Uh, there's lots of different animals in the game that you can jump on or you can decide to avoid them. And like you can either be a pacifist or you can like just squish every animal and you get different oh, results cool. based on that. Well, like so there's that. Different, different ways to play it that I'm working out. Yeah. Uh, I remember you mentioned Clash at Demon Head, I think. Did you? Say yes. That? Yes. That's a huge influence, too. That's another one. That's, yeah. It made me think, uh, are you going to have a map like that at all or not really or? That's the intention. Like cool. you can go to all the levels, like in similar in Clash of Demon Head, but in Clash of Demon Head, I guess there's some of that that goes on where you can get to certain places without have where you, when once you find certain items or get certain items. But um, yeah, there's different different ways of going about it in this. I've only played Clash of Demon Head recently. Really? I, I didn't oh, really? have it as a kid. I only played like actually like uh, last week. That game is so robust for like an NES game. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mentioned Crystalis being similar in like kind of not very widely appreciated games that had a lot going on. And Jeremy hadn't played that one. And mm-hmm. I think he should get on that. Yeah, I think I'm going to for sure. That's I got to check that out. You know uh, what? We should say like the percentages where we kind of think we're done in our game like you know development wise i know it's hard to like or are we at the beginning or in the middle of development or like what we're like with legend of dungeon we're kind of like at 150 percent done <laughs> like it's that awesome, yeah, like <laughs> we're done with it and then we're adding more and that work that we're done the, the added more is theoretically is really done. cool to me i that is like the thing that's one of those big things I'd hoped would come out of, like, I guess the new way that games are happening where you could just throw out an update like a year after release and mm-hmm. add a bunch more content or just, you know, make it a better game. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's not I like that. Now, I'm not talking about early access as much because that's a little bit different. But I like after you hit 1.0, you could just go in there and very easily add a bunch of stuff to your game if you want. It has awesome potential, but it also unfortunately has the downside of letting people be lazy, too. Oh, yeah. So you can launch something, have it be a 1.0 that's buggy as heck. Yeah, good point. Mm. And that's something we're seeing with AAA titles a lot, actually, is they're launching like they're shipping stuff, and it's not actually done on some level, and it's not up to the standards that you would expect if you had to just put yeah. that disc in your PlayStation One and play it, you know. Right. Um. So, would you guys say Upsilon? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Upsilon Circuit. Is that pretty much at the beginning of development right now? Still? Oh yeah. It's I mean, in 
early. It's like one of those things that I feel like it's going to snowball kind of. <sighs> We're building up the groundwork for it now and like it filling feels out a the little skeleton. Slow right now, but and it's going to. Yeah, yeah. we don't have much to show yet. In a lot of ways, we're about now. We are about a fourth of the way through. That's not. I think so. Almost. Oh man, that's good. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, time-wise, we're not a fourth of the way through because that means we'll take like three years to make it. The actual content, though, that has Mm -hmm. been generated, like the actual like art assets and the like, uh, where we are with like the. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Not Jay, you haven't actually said much about your own game. You yeah, I was going like, to go last. But Jeremy, that. what what percent do you think you're done? That's an interesting question because I ended up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I ended up. Uh, I guess I was working with a developer, Sam Bayless, who uh, ended up not being able to uh, continue uh, with the project, and uh, I had to try and find some find someone else to work with uh thomas so when it comes to art i'm like way way ahead i've got a ton of art i've got i would say i'm like maybe 85 90 percent of the way and everything Mm -hmm. else is just like i'm just piling more on they're like going through and like fixing and making revisions and trying to make it really polished um but thomas on the other hand is maybe like 25 30 percent of the way so that's kind of where we are. It's a varied kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah, percentage, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the same with mine. It's really hard to stick a percentage on that. Uh, but okay, my game is Dropsy. It's a game. Oh, oh, cat mic. Hear? Cat yeah, mic. Yeah. Cat mic, sorry, I turned the cat mic on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't mind having the cat accentuate my speaking or whatever anyway um okay so my game's called dropsy it's a uh, an adventure game um there's a few things different i guess than the usual adventure game in that it's kind of open worldy and so and um the puzzles aren't as involved as you would be used to seeing in adventure games like they're very they're kind of light in a way and it's really an avenue to tell a story, I guess. Like, I, I really am big on, like, uh, um, how would you say? It? Like, the iceberg effect, where you, you plan all this lore for your world, and you just ma- you just fill in the history and the details. Like a Lord of the Rings-esque, like, you know, he had so many things that just didn't even make it into the stories about his world. And right. a lot of them he wrote after the book came out, but whatever. Like, so so I went in there, and most of the development time has been world building and like making lore and stuff, and then and and making a believable kind of world. And I know that's kind of weird for adventure games, anyway. Like that genre generally doesn't have like people groups and like little factions who interact with each other too much. But um, and that's the big draw to it. Like in the game, you play as this clown and like five years ago, there was a circus fire five years before the game starts anyway. And um, Mm. your circus burns down and some people die and you're kind of a creepy looking clown. Um, But you have like zero ill intent. You are just like a good, like nice clown. Like there's nothing other than looking creepy, there's like nothing seedy about Dropsy at all. But everyone in the game world kind of thinks, you know, oh, yeah, that creepy clown of that circus killed everyone in the fire because you look scary. So naturally, that kind of happens when there's a horrific event, you know, and there's a scary yeah. person to blame it on. So, so many questions. You have so many questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the game world, like, starting out very few people like you at all like like most people are are either like horrified of you like kids run away if you try to hug a kid you like go to jail really quick it's like (laughs) oh hugging is a mechanic like there's a hug there's a hug button and dropsy when he hugs someone like their picture like a little coloring appears on your bedroom wall like so it's kind of like a little collectible thing you know go hug everyone and some people require a little puzzling to figure out how to get them to let you hug them. <laughs> but um, so so basically the game 
I'm giving away. There's a whole crazy series of events that happens that widens the scope to more than just this fire mystery and you wandering around hugging people. But I'm just going to I'm just like making sure to say nothing about that because I, I, I don't want to ruin it. But uh, yeah, that's what it is. It's like an adventure game. LucasArts, you know, style. There's no text. All the speeches, icons uh, or basically emoticons. I want to try to make a very like universal that's uh, awesome. game. And I wanted to make sure like as a design thing that you can only do good things like you're not you don't in some games you they just overlook that you're stealing some guys all of his jewelry when you're looking through his drawers or whatever you know right yeah link barges into strange people's houses and breaks all of their pots yeah what is up with that yeah that stuff i wanted to make it to where the only actions you can take are good ones and like as it kind of a challenge in the design or whatever you know um now bad things might happen sometimes accidentally as a result of your actions but it's mostly just you do good things and um that's it uh we're about i'd say 40 percent or with the assets we're probably about halfway done programming end of things we've had a few hang-ups and we're having to redo our scripting system right now so uh to make it more friendly for like mobile because we want to port it to mobile since it's a point and click you know you might as well but um so but we're about to re-implement all of our puzzles and get those art assets like actually hooked up but right now you can pretty much explore the whole world most of the art for that's done and listen to the nice music the soundtrack's done so uh, that's where I'm at right now with that. So. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those things is like you can only release a game as fast as the slowest part of it. Yes. So it's like it's very hard to be like, yeah, we've got all the art, but this is here. You can't like add those together and be like 25 and 50 is, you know, <laughs> yes. there's like so right. many that. I yeah. relate to Jeremy in a way, but I'm kind of lucky in the sense that let's say my programmers quit. I could just edit a few things and it would be this art thing and then I could just release it like that <laughs> or something. Though my backers <laughs> might not be very happy about that. Uh, so so I have I have questions. I'm gonna ask the hard questions about dropping. Okay. Oh really? Is does this take place in our universe? I mean, is this like a real space? Okay, it takes place in an alternate kind of Earth where there's definitely an America-like place that shares our history. And there's, you know, um, in a lot of cultures in the game are kind of mishmashes of... there. There's an island that you can... Uh, or a peninsula, sorry. It feels like an island to me, but that you can go to. And it has a, a group of people there who have... Who are like 80% sort of rastafarian uh jamaica inspired a lot of liberation theology they have their own religion and then but it's mixed with norse mythology so Uh they have like thor but he's like real chilled out and has sunglasses on and like and it's it's i don't know but everything is kind of kind of like earthbound how eagle land was like a weird america that's kind of like this game is set in kind of a weird maybe early 90s technology america and the technology level is because i didn't want to have to deal with cell phones because those things make it really hard uh to not fill it they make it hard story-wise because then people are like well why couldn't they just call them on their cell phone or something like that (laughs) so i'm i'm removing that and there's just there's some pay phones you know but no cell phones yet but so so, like, here in our universe, um, if you want to be a clown, you just put clown makeup on. Is, is if you want to stop a, being a, a clown. It's a choice. It's just a choice. Is uh, it a choice for Dropsy? You are really touching on something <laughs> that is getting close to, like, Spoilerville. But, um... Okay. Uh, Calvin, you're better. Because, yeah, no, you, that is such is, a good question. Um, <laughs> it... it, it he he likes being a clown. Let's just say that. Like, and so he wants to keep his face paint on and stuff. 
See, yeah, you they, can blatantly lie now, to us. It's okay. Now the thing is, is, to me, it's like okay, you said that he's he's genuinely good and not oh, actually creepy. Oh, so you and think my thought, there's some dissonance here, right? Like if you choose to put on clown makeup, you're just a you're horrible kind of, person. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, Dropsy's an anomaly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I knew. I, I kind of thought you were driving at that, but I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. But see, that's kind of the point of the. That's kind of why he's a clown. Because what other like kind of professions or whatever like types of people are like most widely like not liked right now? And I guess clowns would be pretty high up. I don't see many. Good portrayals of clowns, so you know. Sorry. Also, his sprite was like a evil boss in a game I made like ten years ago, <laughs> and so I it, it, he looks a lot better now. But he was he was like that's where he originally came from. And then, do you guys know about the on something awful? There was like a choose your own adventure game with Dropsy in like two thousand and eight. And I repurposed that old sprite and he kind of became this character. You know, people would tell me, go left. And then they started telling me to hug everybody. And then that came from that. Like, and then they started telling me to paint faces on everybody. And it just evolved. into. also, Dropsy can kind of communicate with animals. Like, he's way better at it than humans anyway. So, anyway. I absolutely adore the crowd creative mind it was really um, neat and i'm so glad that that happened i would have never come up with something this whatever <laughs> on my own you know yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that in legend of dungeon like a thanks i'm so glad we did our kickstarter even if we got no money from it just the people's ideas and input and it stuff was such a weird game yeah it's awesome <laughs> i need to play it sorry <laughs> um oh man i i got i agree though because my i had a failed kickstarter in the summer for dropsy or Aww. summer of 2013 and that like all the people i met through that and the little community that built around it was super encouraging it was so nice and then i made i did a successful one after that but yeah <laughs> that's good that's you know what that is that is a sign that you're a dedicated game developer because it's basically you get like this whole no you can't do that sort of stuff and you're like no i'm gonna do it anyway yeah yeah it felt like that in your in my brain you know i was like oh my dreams are ruined and but yeah. yeah well or i'm just trying to take everyone's money and i'm just really good at that so that's it could be important for being a game developer too. Maybe we should okay. look into that. Yeah, better at taking people's money. Yeah, I'll take people's money after my game comes out and give them my <laughs> game. That's how I'll do it. That's a neat. That's an interesting way to do that. Yeah. 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 Is my cat purring coming through too loudly in the? Uh... No. <laughs> no, you can turn here. Can you turn sad. your cat cam? Cat mic up. Cat mic up. Yeah. Oh, man. uh, Cat purring, for some reason, doesn't get picked up by microphones very well. My cat has, like, a magically loud purr, but you never hear it on the microphone. Like, she snore purrs when she's sleeping. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah, I think Felix is... my, My cat's so fat, it's just, like, muffles all the purr sound. So you can't hear it. <laughs> Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I am catless. No, oh. then you're not a real game developer. You yeah. do. Uh, my girlfriend has a cat. Okay. Uh, you have a chance. There's a chance there. Dropsy yeah, has no. a dog. We, we did the math. If you don't have a cat, you're probably not going to be a successful game dev. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did math. That's, I would love to see the chart if you have it or the whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very complicated. Idea. I don't know if you understand it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's science. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to contest that I wouldn't understand that. <laughs> that's it. I'm, I, we actually said that 
to a group of college students. We had slides. And everything. We had slides. They had. They made us come and talk to these college kids. They made us. Oh, I told them all to drop out. Yeah, you did actually. You oh God! To college students and told them all to drop out. I kind of try to avoid that kind of thing because I've talked at a few things. I went. I talked at a for-profit university about oh. some about my game and <laughs> and the way I did it was not a good way at all because like. I dropped out of high school. Well, I had my grades sucked too bad. And, and it was like, I blame ADHD, like seriously. But anyway, I dropped out of high school and then I did like telemarketing and other stuff for like s- seven or eight years. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I will make a game because back I used to be. Do you guys know click and play? And uh, the Games Factory or Multimedia Fusion, any of those programs? Games Factory, I've definitely heard of. Yeah, it they were they it came packed in like Sim Tower, Click and Play did back in like nineteen ninety three or four. I remember Sim Tower. Yeah, well, Click and Play came with it, so you might have installed it. But it was an event based. It's like Game Maker. It was like an early version of Game Maker. Um, and their game. They're in competition with them still with their newest incarnation. But, like, I was in that little community, you know, when I was, like, 12 or 13. Um, Derek, you was in that community. Uh, he he made Eternal Daughter, if you've heard of that game, using that, that software. Um, but whatever, uh, I totally gave up on that, though. That was, like, my big dream and everything. Like, when I was, like, 18 and I dropped out of high school, I was like, well... That's not happening because back then there was no independent game thing happening, and you know, yeah. it was like 2005, and so that was the beginning of it all. Yeah, and then so I just did telemarketing, and I'm like, do do do, and I made some music in between there, but like, you know, that's not gonna do anything, and so uh, I don't really have good advice though for people. Like, we're currently yeah <laughs> i have no industry i've never been to a big event yet i went to fantastic arcade uh in austin which is really cool but it's still not it's just like some nerds hanging out it's not like you know any, yeah it's i always, don't have any industry anything so it's weird to talk at things now I feel like a faker you feel i i remember feeling really lost for a long time about all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I still don't feel like I'm an authority on anything. And so when somebody asks me for my advice, I'm always like, well, I don't really know anything. Like, I have to kind of give that disclaimer because I'm always worried that someone will actually do what I say and that it's the wrong thing. <laughs> Look at it. My family's destitute now, and it's because... <laughs> I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> You'll just send like, people to the... Oh, we got this email from these people a couple of weeks ago because they read our the article about us being in a treehouse. Oh yeah. And they were like, Well, we were gonna do this. We have like twenty thousand oh, dollars. Can we make a game for twenty thousand dollars? And I don't really know how to program. I don't know how to program I can't do art. But <laughs> if you give me t- if you give me twenty thousand dollars, I bet I could. Well, no, no, they had like they were gonna put their life savings oh, no. into this stuff, and we were like, "I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think that's a good idea." But no. don't, I don't know. In general, my two pieces of advice is like: first of all, if you're going to college, drop out. If you haven't gone to college, don't go. Don't bother. And the second, don't make video games. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard, and you should don't not try. You know what? Yeah, that's a good advice to everyone follow that. But like, <laughs> uh, well, if you do it anyways, at that point, you're I'd set. say you're. I agree with your college. I think me and Jeremy talked about this. The yeah, other- we had this conversation separately. I think. Yeah, I feel like if you if you um do go to college, then don't it better not be like a creative discipline because I feel yeah. like that's almost useless now. Like if you're going for accounting, that <laughs> might. I mean, that's standardized. You know, what you learn there is going to apply, like, everywhere. But or, I've, I've read... 
Oh yeah, or a doctor. You might want to go to school for that one. <laughs> I learned how to doctor on Google. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> no, our open source doctor community uh, uh, forum. Oh we <laughs> terrifying. Like That's I awesome. got nervous. Opendoctor.net. Come to our clinic. I don't know. That would be weird. I'm gonna check and see if that is available when I do free heart outside. surgeries now yeah. until. Oh, no. oh my gosh yeah but anyway um yeah what were we talking about uh <laughs> you drop out of college drop out of college and you should make games yes like that's so weird to me that that even is a thing still like college i like and you know what i know some of the i live near full sale and i know a lot of the professors at full sale and they seriously really care like they're doing the best that they possibly can for the students that they have, but I get the sense that even they have this feeling of like a lot of these guys didn't need to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I hope they don't listen to this because they're gonna yell at me or something. Uh, no, it's anonymous <laughs> enough. It's okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but I, I get the sense that they feel like that, and I kind of feel like maybe at one point that was necessary, but the way it is right now, I don't think it is. Like I've I've even read people who said that they only look at portfolios and then the actual like application, if you want an industry job anyway, like the actual application is like secondary or like after you've picked through all the portfolios, you know, no one really I don't think no, anyone is really going to care where you graduated from if you can do some really amazing stuff. So. It's actually, a, I mean, when we were looking to like hire people for Upsilon Circuit stuff, it was a negative to me. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like okay, well, you've been classically trained, so is your brain broken? Are you in a little tiny box? Did and you put you yourself in, Yeah, did you put yourself in a box? That is a really good point uh, okay I, let's not get the prank i don't want i don't want everyone there could be <laughs> what if this gets really popular and we make like 30 percent of the people who listen who are our target audience like really depressed <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll so drop maybe they'll out, drop out and okay. save some money. <laughs> you've, you've achieved your goal then it's a service yeah we're helping people okay but <laughs> we do <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, whenever I think about any, I, well, you know, you talk about a doctor going to school and getting their, uh, you know, becoming a doctor so that they can uh, pra- be a, have a practice. But like when it comes to the creative field, like you hear about like classes on like Hendrixian guitar for like guitar school, and nice. it's like. <laughs> like Jimi Hendrix didn't go to guitar school. He just right. rocked. Like he just figured it out and he did it his own thing. Yeah. So like to make something cool, it seems like that's a path that you need to take. It needs to be like a personal path where like you can learn good form and good technique from going to school in some aspects, but to actually express yourself and do something creative, you have to kind of make a leap and do something on your own in some facet. I don't know. That's how I feel. Creativity is, you can't teach creativity in school. Right. I think that is really what that comes down to. Like good problem solving and creativity aren't things you can teach. They're habits and concepts that you can encourage early on. But like once they're in college, if you're not a creative person, like, <laughs> I don't think you yeah. can teach someone to be a creative person. It really bad. It does. I don't, no, I don't, I agree. I don't mean it like, like. I agree. <laughs> like, but I will say there's something to be said for like classes, I guess, especially when it comes to stuff like anatomy or like even just learning from a person is valuable who has a skill that you don't have. Like, seriously. I really want to learn how to draw anatomy well because I am not talented in that area and I've read books, but I kind of feel like I do need to take a class on it or a series of classes on it to kind of get it full on, you know? So I guess that would help, but the whole construct of school and getting a degree isn't necessarily that. And yeah, I agree is not really something you need in a creative field. For the amount of money that it costs you to have college tuition, you could probably pay a private tutor to get a one-on-one experience that is unique to you right. in whatever thing you're interested in. 
which would instead of going to like the I don't know it's like okay no it's like this think about it this let's take the anatomy example uh-huh. this is this is I just this is brand new I just got oh, this in my head go ahead share so, share your brand new head uh, let's say you compare somebody who has gone and taken a couple classes to do anatomy as opposed to somebody who spent the time and effort to figure it out on their own. There's a, there's going to be a vast difference between the two. One is going to take a lot longer. It's going to be a lot more effort and that's going to show. And they're going to know it in a way that nobody else knows it. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, I will say that, like, that's not mutually exclusive because, like, I, I when I was saying classes, I was thinking, like, you have, like, a naked dude and you're, like, drawing him or, you know, like something sure, where sure. it's like an environment where you can better kind of like and, and it is valuable to learn from someone who is good at something, you know, already. So but, you know, you don't have to, like. Uh, learn yourself into like a really rigid way of doing stuff either. But I see, your point. I see your point. There's, I think the most valuable thing in a lot of creative fields is feedback more so than anything else. Hmm. In a sense, like what are you getting from a teacher? You're getting their thoughts and opinions on what you do. Right. Right. And their suggestions. And so maybe you could even open source that in its, in its own way. Like that's kind of what Deviant Art does, or Screenshot Saturday for video. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's a. In a lot of ways, that helps you learn an awful lot. I I have seen actually, I have seen guys learn anatomy that way. Like on something awful, I followed the pixel art thread, and there's a dude who was drawing some really spaghetti looking limbs, and now Uh he's pretty darn good. And it's not just like this one picture; he can kind of knock out different poses pretty well so you know you're right it's that's pretty effective it's, it's also it's just a matter of dedicating yourself to it too um just right. in general like one of the things that's nice about a, a class is it's a thing that you dedicate yourself to you go you show up do the thing you do your homework unless you don't do your homework <laughs> it's like 90 percent helping you discipline yourself or something yeah there's a lot of it that is just dedicating yourself to that the so for some people, going to school for something is very valuable because they lack that self, in, like internal motivation. Yeah. I don't but know. Say someone has, I guess, a general opinion already as to what they want to do. And I think in some cases where you end up going to school, you it's, it's sort of a gamble. You're Unless you have some form of knowledge of every teacher or that you're going to encounter while you're there, you can end up in the situation where you're paying this exorbitant amount of money to maybe find like one or two teachers that you really connect with. Mm. And maybe that's worth it. Maybe if you find the right one, it's all a gamble. Like in a lot of cases, you're like, you're setting yourself up to potentially have good teaching but in in a lot of cases, you know, when you're young and you're getting out of school, like you don't necessarily know you haven't done the groundwork to like find what you're doing artistically, maybe. So you jump into the situation hoping something happens. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's maybe the uh, the biggest problem, I would say, with like an institution. If you want to go to school and learn anatomy, like you can be like oh, like I know this one guy and he kills it and I really like what he does and we can, you know, I can learn from him. But like when you're going into a university or something like that, it's very hard to be like, all the money I'm spending is awesome for every single person that's teaching me, you know, because everyone's going to have a different Mm -hmm. way of learning and I don't know. Feature creep. So anyway, on to the topic of the day, pizza. We actually have a pizza story. It's mildly video no, game it's related. it's not a pizza story. It's the pizza. You understand, it is about 
of pizza. I know. I know. It's so, like a no, legend. It is was a legendary pizza. It is not a legendary pizza. It is the legendary pizza. I I'm pretty sure that pizzeria makes those regularly. I don't think it was a real place that exists. All right, go I, ahead and elaborate. Uh, just yeah, I don't know what more. you're talking about. Sorry. So we went to um, at Pax Prime. Pax Prime. Yeah. Uh, we got a hotel and. On the first day before everything started up, we went to meet our artists for who's working with us on Upsilon Circuit, uh, Cobra, Cobra Mode. We don't care about that. Talk no, about I'm getting there. Yeah, I stopped you guys and your game, and I think I saw a picture, and you're like, we finally met our artist guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're hanging out with him for the first time, seeing him. and uh, We need food. Right, we need food, so we go off, and we're, we're like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just gotta get a pizza thing." There's pizza everywhere, right? No big deal. So we find the nearest pizza place. We walk down there, and it's just a little off to start with. Like it seemed a little weird. I don't. They really were know touting how to like New York pizza kind of. in Seattle, which felt weird to begin with. Right, but they weren't they weren't New Yorker people. They weren't. Italian I don't know. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't but, matter. But the menu had one size of pizza. Which is pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and the topping, like to get a topping was like $3. I'm like, wow, wow. see, expensive. Was so the base like, pizza expensive? Oh, uh, yeah. It was like almost 30 bucks for the we pizza. Like, but like, we looked at them and they're like, oh, they're pretty big. Like, they were like uh-huh. rolling one out. And they're like, yeah, sure, it's a pizza. But whatever. only when you're like at a PAX Prime, are you going to rationalize $30 as being, well, you know, it's big. Thirty bucks, <laughs> right? So, so we purchased this pizza. They they're gonna they're gonna make it, and then we come back. So we go off, and we come back, and the the size of this box that the What's pizza came weird. in weird. It was weirdly big. It's like it's like out here. Okay, and we brought it back to the hotel room. They had like normal width doors. You couldn't hold the sides of the box. Oh my god! In the you kind of turned sideways and kind of. <laughs> assisting box. getting the pizza and we thought you know like like well we, we, I expect I, I expected the pizza to be slightly smaller than the box and, we and it was. Up, you, you, you see this pizza and it's smaller than the box and that's okay that's great you know it's not a Good. ridiculously mega mega pizza right <laughs> yeah but when we opened this box there was something inside of it that <laughs> I don't even know you can barely describe it as pizza it, it was a supernatural thing. It was like a religious experience. There <laughs> was a mountain. It, it, it was a mountain of pepperoni on this pizza. Oh, wow. It's like some weird David Lynch in real life thing going on or something. There was, a, I think there was almost a pound of pepperoni. Oh, on my this. goodness. He no. folded his slice over and there was more pepperoni in it when you like everything else this has to mean something or something no no one none of us could finish a single slice starving all of us were starving we waited forever for this did that thing just last you the whole rest of the thing no it should have we didn't have time to eat Uh, sadly but like so we, we eat what we can of this demon pizza Right. There's there's something about a pizza that you can't possibly have time to like consume. That's just amazing to me. It is like yeah. someone like two days, like a week later, they're just like, oh, God, I got to finish this pizza. I like imagining the like face. the pizza chef guy, like, <laughs> they're like, throwing, <laughs> I don't know. so we went back. We went back to the establishment to try and figure out, like, what the heck, you know, and. And the whole building was gone. It had been condemned for years. We asked somebody. And there was an old guy outside. And he was like, All right. What happened to the pizza place? And he's like, Oh. It was closed 30 years ago. That didn't really happen. No. But, but we would like to pretend that it did. It felt like it should so have So the pizza was true. The, the yeah. pile of pepperoni was real. Yeah, all that was real. Okay. okay. It was real. The place not existing was that all his imagination. Okay. <laughs> I think we've exhausted our pizza talk, maybe. Yeah. yeah. After you talk about the pizza, there really isn't anything else. Yeah, there's nothing left. I mean, why even exist? I'm not sure. 
What's the point of living now that the pizza is gone? Uh, there there was a pizza. Ultimate experience. There was a pizza that I had in Milwaukee once uh, at a place called Marty's Pizza uh, Party Pizza. It was called the Super Colossal, and it was the entire size of the oven. And you like stick like the whole like this big thing in the oven and then pull it back out. It was this massive pizza. It's probably not as impressive as the pizza, but the name of it, the name yeah. of it, the super That's colossal good. is pretty amazing for yeah. a pizza name. No, that is awesome. It might have been bigger. Like, I don't know, but it was just that this was the, the, a pizza. Like, you just go in and you're like, you'd like a pie. Yeah, and well, theirs massive. is bizarre. Yours is just big. <laughs> theirs yeah. has like a pyramid of pepperoni and other. The question you have to ask yourself can you finish a single slice? <laughs> yeah. Did you After did you finish a slice? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pizza sorry. sucks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like the idea of the guy just being disgruntled. He's like, oh, you want a pizza? Like, okay, thirty dollars, and then he, he just like gets everything he owns and just dumps it on the thing. He's like, yeah, they want a pizza. I'll show them a pizza. (laughs) This was was like his breaking point. And after (laughs) that, he did something nuts or something. (laughs) When we go back for Prime next year, if we do, I'm so totally going to bring a horde of people to share a pizza. It's not going to be there anymore. It's going to be ashes and like something (laughs) is carved into the concrete under or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. I felt full for so long. We felt, all of us felt horrible afterwards. We're like, oh, like it was a hotel. We didn't have like a fridge that could fit this pizza in it. I felt like I was never going to eat again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, yeah, like it was that was it was crazy. So, I mean, afterwards, afterwards, our artist got on the phone with his wife. I told her about the pizza. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how pizza, like it was the pizza. Jeremy, Everyone. did anybody get on the phone and tell someone about uh, <laughs> your pizza? I didn't realize this was a comparison. <laughs> it's a showdown. <laughs> it's a competition now. <laughs> I, like, I, I guess between the two names, the super colossal and the pizza, just like the singular the pizza. I don't know. There's still it's it's close as far as an experience. I definitely would take the pizza over the pizza I had. I, think. I would never have the pizza again. Oh really? You don't want to <laughs> take other don't. people to experience it? I don't know. It's too we scary. like, and you can't warn that. We like, hey, don't go for pizza, right? Oh, you're right. How you how enjoyable would that be? That would be pretty great. Why just like order it next time and it'd be just like a normal pie? I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I don't think it can happen. No, again. don't order it again. It's You'll like ruin it. It'll be like when I bought a DVD season of Ninja Turtles and tried to put it on and it just was not entertaining me. And I'm like, no, the magic. No, it's gone. Yeah. That's what will happen with the pizza. So don't do it. (laughs) Well, that was enlightening. Feature creep.